Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your lovely, lovely host here with two awesome guests. But first, my co-host, Jamie. Hello. And our unpaid intern slash temporary co-host, Adam. Hello. <laughs> what happened to your trumpet, Adam? Oh, uh, well, I, th- I thought you told me to stop doing that. All right. There you go. We have uh, two great guests from the Idiocalypse podcast, known for their awesome live streams and their huge collaborations. That's Jonathan Bochamp and Cheney Aberdeen. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Did I say your last name right, Cheney? I kind of you thought... got it perfectly. It was like five <laughs> last names ago, but you did great. <laughs> That's yeah. actually the last name from the Hunger Games. So uh, that was just my name one time with Katniss Everdeen when um, we, we, we were doing the show. Uh, yeah, so my real last name is Nash. Smoke show. Well, didn't Sam do that to you too? I thought Sam did that to you when you guys were on Tim Fall Hat. He said that fake last name. He, um, he might have called me a different one, and people still conspiracy chicken me in. that. The, when I look up that on Instagram, it's like two sites I would be embarrassed if they were me. But I'm guessing that's what a lot of audio listeners think is me. So I'm like, okay. Hey, you got to throw off the New World Order globalists somehow, right? Yeah, um, I guess. But really, the Idiocalypse with Jonathan, that's where to find us most of all. Cool. Is over over there. Don't look for too many chickens because the chicken has died. The chicken's dead. (laughs) Okay. She was a good chicken, but now she's not anymore. And she's not a conspiracy phoenix anymore. I think she's moved away completely from the avian uh, aspect of conspiracies. Is it like Pokemon? Does she grow into like a Blastoid now? (laughs) Yes, it's exactly like Pokemon. I don't know if it's Blastoid or what it's going to be. Maybe it's the fish one, the advanced fish. I don't know what the fish turns into, but it's not a bird. In horoscopes, the uh, journey of a scorpion is scorpion to eagle to phoenix. So who knows? Who knows what um, my journey is right now? But um, well, we're going to get into that a little yeah. bit today. I mean, for those who don't know, I've been on the Idiocalypse podcast three or four times now. I think three times is the number, but I say seven. Call, well, let's just go with seven. So okay. if you want to check them out, they're awesome. They do live 
podcasts, we which we don't do, but that's super cool. We're going to maybe do live podcasts one day, but that's like one of my favorite things about doing Idiocalypses is exciting. And you know that there's people watching, so you get a little nervous, but not today. Is, <laughs> is Jameson in the middle of a beer pong match? Yeah. Oh no. See at my house, uh I love to use these cups because I don't have to do the dishes after. That's great. Yeah, fuck the planet. Yeah, fuck the planet. (laughs) Jay, what are you doing? (laughs) Thank you, Jonathan. They're in my house. So he's playing beer pong. Someone's gotta use them. (laughs) I thought, you know, I really thought Jonathan and Jay would get along, but now I'm starting to see like Jonathan is kind of more like I'm ready to fight this dude. I don't even (laughs) He keeps looking at me out of the corner of his eye. Like, <laughs> Get him. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in outer space. Adam doesn't even have Get. a face. No. I'm, I'm hiding in virtual reality. I say, Get him. Adam. You can find me in outer space. Change yes, your profile sir. picture, Adam. Well, I I haven't. I, I don't even think I still have downloaded the app yet. Uh, oh. Forget it. We'll talk about it in post. Anyway. Okay. How do I get a TV? Mark, because this is <laughs> all right, Jonathan, you go to the um, original Zoom page, you hit settings. I don't have time for that, bro. Well, like, we're in the middle of a podcast right now, I can't just be clicking on shit. See, right. exactly. Thank you. Right. Thank what am you. I thinking? We're doing exactly Adams, which brings me Jameson. To- I'm watching you, bro, but we're cool. <laughs> good. Clear that beef, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. We got about an hour. Countdown has begun. <laughs> so normally we ask two questions to start off with all of our guests. I have a feeling like we might not make it through all the questions, but that's all right. <laughs> it's a lot of questions. No, two to start off is fine. So, all right. Can we start with one question and then we'll see how it goes? Sure. Well, it's really one question that you can answer two ways. All right. So, what was the first moment in your life that you realized that not everything was as it seems? AKA, what was the first conspiracy theory? And it doesn't have to be a conspiracy theory. That's why I, I made it two different ways. Because sometimes what wakes you up isn't necessarily like 9-11 or something like that. But Did what, y'all ever watch The NeverEnding Story? The NeverEnding Story. Love that movie. With the Do you big- remember that fucking wolf? Yeah. That was my moment. <laughs> what age were you, Jonathan, when you saw that wolf? Like five or six or something. But it traumatized me forever. I've never like seen I, that movie. I need to okay. watch it. Uh, can we, Chaney, can you delete this guy from the stream, please? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had this contention with him previously. I was like, Jay, how have you never seen the never... And story, yeah. and he said, "Oh, but all right." So, uh, the the white dragon, the wolf, they scared you. No, so, the white dragon. No, we're cool. Like I want one right now. I, I could take a white dragon if you were to give me one. No problem. But the wolf, like everything, was good about that movie. I was okay. I was comfortable. Like, oh, it's scary, and the people are eating rocks, like these big monsters and stuff. But then this wolf is like, like in the dark and stuff, and I'm like, oh fuck, dude! It's I thought I was like, yeah, you know what I mean, like. I like started crying. I remember being a little kid and I was like, oh no, fuck. It was yeah. that and like the turtle, you know, like the turtle and we all lived on his back. Like those two things just fucked my whole world up. And it's I think a very been, psychedelic movie. I got I've been suspicious ever since ever since that happened. 
Okay. Yeah, man. I, I could say I remember watching that movie multiple times. I still have it on DVD, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And um, yeah, we ought to do that in the Patreon. Have like a have like a, a podcast where we. No, watch. you can't. We already called that, so you're gonna have to pick another. Well, can we swap cast? We no, we should gotta... totes do it like Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you share dibs because I mean we had dibs, but I guess you can split the dibs. You're gonna have to call uh, what's his name who made the movie. He's got dibs. Yeah, he does. Cheney. Not... Um, I think the O.J. Simpson trial. Really, I couldn't I think see the that O.J. From a Simpson away. trial. Um, just was such a shit show, and it was about race, and it was also about money, and then. It's weird now with the Kardashian connection to everything. Like, really, if it wasn't for that O.J. Simpson trial, they probably would never be famous. Um, the amount of stuff that kind of spurred out from that, uh, the way the media hit it, we still never saw what was in that envelope. I don't know. It was really like a crazy televised um, uh, traumatic it was like a traumatic event, like a traumatic event for all of us. And it was really long. I remember just as a kid, it took up all of our television for in all of our news. But way before 9-11, it was just everything, that O.J. Simpson trial. So I don't know. Something deep down, it just seemed like he was the most famous dude. Everybody loved him. And then this. And all these people were like sticking up for him. At first, everybody was like, this guy could never have done it. And then he totally got off. It was yeah. a really weird thing. Actually, I, I thought he, I remember watching a documentary about it. And I remember that they knew he was suspicious the moment the police told him, like, hey, she's dead. And he immediately goes, who killed her? As if he knew it was a murder. And right there, it made him like a very suspicious link to the murder. And I'm like, well, probably shouldn't have said that. But it's crazy. You're right. Because I remember my mom, every time I mentioned that, my mom's always like, oh, you wouldn't you couldn't watch television without seeing that news about OJ Simpson. Everyone was about that. It was like eyes were glued on this trial and that whole situation. Did anybody just hear like a disembodied voice? No. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Oh, I mean me? Hearing <laughs> spirits? <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. It seems like that um, OJ Simpson was like just the thing that was happening around me, you know? But it was very all-inclusive. Like it was everywhere you looked, like somebody was talking about this. It was like, oh, no, he's free. But like, and it seemed like it was like generating this race war thing like the, the foundation of it, you know, like these two different ideas of, yeah, obviously he's guilty. She was cheating on him. He had a lot of money, so it's easier to kill him. And then like, no, they're just persecuting him because of the color of his skin. You know, it's like this divide. I think. Los Angeles was in the middle of the contingency, like the Los Angeles Police Department's dirty AF. <clears throat> and they <laughs> yeah. had like murdered so many different, it was like there had to be, a black person to get off. But I think even not the race where the media sold you, white men, like baby boomer white men, 
OJ Simpson was their fucking hero. Yeah, it right. broke their heart. Like my dad, I feel like he went into a depression for a few weeks. Like he, my father watched him all the way through college, all the way through, um, you know, his NFL career, watched him in the naked gun series, watched him in the Hertz ads. Like he was a hero to them. That was a really, uh, I think that was devastating for them. It was like Muhammad Ali or something. It was one of the first, if I'm wrong, correct me, but it was one of the first nationally televised court cases, right? And court TV had just came out. The prison industry had just gotten this big boost from Bill Clinton, right? So they had privatized the prison industry. And then what came after that? This whole slurry of justice, judicial system related television right you had cops became a huge i mean i think cop was cops 90s or 80s i, I don't know but cops was 90s. in the 90s 90s all these yeah. court tv shows huge judge judy became like a thing that was on every day you know so there was almost it was almost like the psyop of getting the average person entangled with law enforcement had multiplied to the point where it was it was in your face you know it was kind of like in the cultural zeitgeist I, I feel like when you see that kind of theme in entertainment there's a kind of resonance with culture and, and i mean the crime bill at that time all that stuff that was going on uh and then oj like you said cheney was kind of like one of these idols that they smashed over and over again in, in history. We see these celebrities turned into idols and then smashed, you know, we have this ritual kind Dude, of, will they even let a black man die as an idol? What's Tiger that? Woods. We'll see. Do they let up? And I got a lot of money on Tiger Woods. He's going to be the first one. What about if Kobe there's Bryant? an elite, would they let him? Kobe. Kobe had his scandal too. He has a lot of mud on his name. Pretty Kobe. rapey. Kobe, the guy from Black Panther who recently died, was all, Chadwick Boseman. He was involved with some stuff. Um, not, Young AF. Yeah. Look at Bill Cosby, though. Like, look at all these older icons. Like, yeah. look at the old, the ones like when you really think of like a pinnacle of who changed Hollywood the most for black men, I would argue against anyone Bill Cosby did. Yeah. And so I think there's something about, I'm not. I think everything could be a psyop and I think definitely if the media is telling you about it and put it shoving it down your throat a hundred percent it could be a psyop so I'm somebody that could think like Bill Cosby is just you know not allowing the black man to have one good thing and everything even the Cosby show stood for even if you look up how good that show was for black America a lawyer and a doctor and you know living in DC raising their family it's all about love and family like that idea um, to demonize it is it to me it just seems par for the course of what they've done to black America our whole lives or and maybe all of history it's just always like it, yeah, and that's like down. something I've been listening to a lot, like this other perspective of saying like, nah, man, we were the kings, you know, like we were the ones that we were the first ones, like white people are like a mutation of this other race, maybe like, and I don't know, like, I almost feel like we were split up into like 
separate parts where some of us got this part and some of us got this part and we're supposed to meet up back together somewhere and um yeah i like, mean to that point i would say I, I kind of agree with you it's actually something that i gained as an insight from a mentor of mine who is a member of an apache tribe not that's not the exact name but they're basically within that branch of native american tribes in arizona um and he told me that the way the native americans in their culture see it is that you have the medicine wheel right you have black white red and yellow on the medicine wheel each north, one south east west yep it each represents a direction but it also each represents the four general groups of people on the earth right white black red and yellow and then obviously there's mixtures of all in between and he was saying just like you kind of just said jonathan that each group has their own strengths and weaknesses and he said it was based on the elements right fire earth air water yes fire, fire is actually oh. the most purifying element that's what everybody yeah. always forgets about it yeah they use those strengths and weaknesses against people to divide each other right jonathan and, and that whole dichotomy that you kind of just spoke of briefly of like black people coming before white people and we're kind of like a mutation i think science is going to prove that but spirituality and spiritual teachings already tell us that um but yeah i mean so what what made you guys decide to start Idiocalypse up. I have a question first. Are you recording this on like a Nokia cell phone or like a one megapixel webcam? Like I see you, but you feel, I feel like you're underwater. Maybe that's your te television <laughs> screen thing. No, it's that Toshiba he's got. What, am I not clear enough for you, Jonathan? I don't know. I just feel like I'm looking down into a pool of water. It's, and it's that your the face 70s is rising TV. Out of Anyway, what was the question before I started talking shit about your illustrious show? It's the exact same. So good. So good. I think I look fine, Jonathan. I don't know. No, you look beautiful. I'm sorry. It was just I like. Think, I think you're just trying to break my flow. That's all. That's probably what it was. <laughs> so we got one question down. We don't have to go through all the questions, but I did. There's two questions. We're halfway there. Come on. Yeah, well, there's no, there's a lot of questions. There's just two questions to start. We can question you all night. This could turn into an interrogation if I wanted I, it to. I do feel bad though, Mark. I feel like I really did break your flow. And maybe I did that on purpose for some reason that I don't even <laughs> understand. Like some kind of subconscious thing that I was like, oh, Mark's getting the good flow. So I better stop it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was, but I feel like I really did pull you up. No, bad. it's all right. I'm the good cop. Jameson P's the bad cop. That's why he's keeping his mouth shut. If he's fuck out him, then you're in trouble. Fuck Adam. That guy's play the smackdown. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Adam's the secretary. Yeah, I'm the secretary. <laughs> you two cool right now. Taking notes right now so we can approve them next week. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. That's good. I like what you guys are doing. I like how you have one guy in space. Dude, <laughs> always. <laughs> it's the world. Yeah. And he, he's obviously a thug. You can tell by the glasses. <laughs> he's scared. He's just, see, yeah. Jonathan, you're probing us now, Jonathan. He's ready to oh, kill a motherfucker flow. if necessary. <laughs> and Adam, Adam's obviously I'm, the uh, CIA show gauge you point. I'm wearing my sweatshirt that scares Mark away, too. No, that doesn't. What's on it, NASA? <laughs> no, it's a spiral, which 
every cutard said oh. that a spiral is a pedophile. It's, right. well, it's the it's oldest not, that's symbol what of what is it? Eternity. It's the oldest symbol of uh, infinity. Infinity. Yeah, it's all the it's way. It's like the easiest thing to draw. You just keep going around. Mm. Smaller, smaller. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it's think... also if you look up the oldest Ouroboros drawings um, in a lot of cultures, it is similar to, to them. The ones drawn in the sand and on the stone. Um, yeah. So Jameson, we got the never-ending you... story. We got O.J. Simpson trial. I could have never expected those answers. <laughs> what brought you two together to start the Idiocalypse podcast? What was the fate. spark? Fate? <laughs> it was pure Destiny. fate? Yeah, I, I started my own podcast called Paradise Now, now defunct. And uh, I did four interviews. The first three were with people that I knew. And, this, and the fourth, I think, something like that was with Cheney. And she was conspiracy chicken at that time, back before the cocoon and metamorphosis and all that stuff that's happened since. But um, I interviewed her and I was sure that it was like some 400 pound white dude with like a scraggly beard. And you know what I mean? Like, like what I, what um, those conspiracy, like what Gordon is, that's what I imagined Cheney was from those conspiracy guys. Like I was just, I turned on the screen and we were having this video chat and I was looking at this tiny little lesbian lady with like bleach blonde hair and <laughs> like what the what just happened to me? And so we had this conversation. I was completely anonymous up until that point. I never even seen anyone. I never talked to anyone ever online as that. I had done other things as myself from another podcast that I had, but Conspiracy Chicken was kind of like my own uh, island. It was like how the internet used to be. It was anonymous. <laughs> and I liked it. It was like I could talk to anyone about anything and be any race or gender I wanted. And uh, it just really changed the conversation and really changed my perspective of what people assumed I was. Yeah. Um, it gave me like an insight and so many things I would have never normally had. So Jonathan was one of the people that I always enjoyed his Instagram and so we just kind of chatted maybe like back and forth. Like I might've wrote you, like, I always love your stuff, something simple. And you were like, Hey, come on my show. Yeah, so I think then that was those two things. <laughs> hey, I love your stuff. Oh, somebody loves me. Come on my show. Let's talk about it because I love what you're doing too. <laughs> that's how it starts. You got to build the network up, you know? I mean, that's funny, Cheney. I, I think with the whole identity politics thing, uh, white lesbian chick would not want to be anonymous in today's climate, whereas a, a white straight guy like me or Jonathan would probably want to be as anonymous as possible because people find out you're a white male and they're like, oh, you're privileged, you're patriarchy. And that hasn't happened much in the conspiracy community. But when you're on general Twitter and all this, Mark, stuff, I mean, have you have you noticed that we're all just talking to ourselves? You know, like recently, like before, like Conspiracy Castle and Truthzilla and these kind of people would have been blocked, like shadow banned from my page. But now, in the last couple of months, it's like people like you and Truthzilla are the only ones I see. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like the, it's off. like the, they put us in a bubble together <laughs> they're like here you go guys like y'all hang out over there we're deleting parlor 
MeWe's next, you know, or pulling all the server structures like BitChute. This happened a couple of months ago that they pulled BitChute server status and they can't, like, they don't have anywhere to save videos. And so we're like, oh no, they're going to delete us from the social media platforms. It's like, no, motherfuckers, they're going to delete us from the internet. Like, mm -hmm. we're not going to be allowed to store our stuff anywhere. <laughs> and Grand America just moved to um, the same place that uh, No Agenda is. You know, what are those servers called? Okay. Uh, Rhino or something, some shit like that. Like some kind of animal, the big ass animal. Mastodon. Know, Mastodon. So they're on the same thing. They have their own servers and they're like doing their own thing apart from Facebook. But then what? Like, it's like they can just unplug us from the servers, you know? Like we keep moving, like fall back, fall back, fall back. Let's go to Parlor. Yeah. Never mind. You can't even log into Parlor anymore. You know, I'm in Mexico. I already had Parlor, Parlay, whatever the fuck they call it, downloaded on my phone. I had an account and everything. I can't turn it on. Like I can't get into my Parlor because wherever they kept their data is restricted now. Mm. You know? And so where do you go now? You go, where yeah, the fuck for, is Tom? For like, us, go back to podcast, it's a weird yeah. being, you know? Like, yeah, this motherfucker, he just won a beer pong. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, dude! I miss MySpace. <laughs> Jay you used to have your own profile uh, song and everything, dude. That's right? Shit, Jay you change the background. Oh hell yeah! Jay you used know, to you love can do all kind of HTML tr tricks. <laughs> the top five friends. Jay loved that. He loved being able to tell the world who his favorites were. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Jay. Welcome oh. to the top five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exclusivity. Yeah, I think uh, it's a weird position we're in as a new podcast. You know, we jump on the scene and now everybody's trying to censor this type of content. Um, you know, you guys are a little older than us over here. We had yeah, a podcast. We had a podcast uh, called The Bud Triangle that we started in 2018. And that all was... All of you guys? All three? Um. Before I met Adam, actually, Jay's been friends with Adam for a while, but I uh, I had met Adam at that point. This was actually before COVID, so we were doing podcasts in person, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, so we were all in Jay's old place, chilling in the in the you know old days when people weren't for some reason afraid of meeting up. But yeah, that was fun. But I think actually this helped our podcast because. Um, Otherwise, we might not have a podcast. Just the whole Zoom Honestly. culture of podcasting, it just made it really easy because Jay and I live like 40 minutes away. Now, when we were doing the podcast before, we were like 10 minutes away, so we could meet up anytime and now. But yeah, how's how's that feeling for you guys? As you know, I mean, uh, almost two years you're getting into podcasting and people are starting to smack down with the censorship hammer. No, I uh, had, I have a MMA podcast that I've had for like four years and it just changed names recently. And then I have, uh, or I had another conspiracy podcast that went kind of too hard in the paint too fast, but it was, yeah, it was a still a freer internet than it is now. And then I had a blow explosion when there was that two weeks where the internet was like unfiltered again. Do you remember that two weeks in like March where you could find anything you wanted again? And um, 
so there was an explosion of that podcast then, but then it was like the sensors almost used that explosion to take off what they needed to. It kept some of my videos on YouTube for a while, but it completely took it off all of audio platform, which I had never heard happening before, where they kept my money, they deleted it and just erased it from everywhere. And uh, the idea of just, um, yeah, once Jonathan, when we started, when he even was like, I kind of, I don't even know who said it. I was just like, that conversation felt so good. And he kind of talked about everything different. Like the stuff I was into was just too hot. And, um, he talked about so much history and real tangible stuff that isn't a conspiracy. It's just alternative or not mainstream, uh, or harder to look at or alternative history even, uh, cause they don't want to say that's real either. So there, he kind of filled in all these questions of things I had to be legitimately curious, but I think also he made our algorithm not so hot on the, the getting pulled off scale. Like he made us not, we weren't talking about, you know, pasta and pizza and different ping pong parlors or not <laughs> you know we weren't talking about hot topics like the shit i was talking about yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like we were mixing it in whoa that's like that train's coming out my house um but it was like we were mixing it in with a whole bunch of other uh topics that i think really matter for the ping of like youtube so carrying on our live show other live shows we know that were getting taken down we were going kind of all over and I think that was part of the beauty of it is that it was a mess. It was like chaotic mess. But. Yeah. So Jonathan, is it safe to say that your family thinks you're crazy or what was, what was, uh, what was growing up like? No, dude, I fucking militarized my entire family. Like we're all ready to go. Oh yeah. It's, it's the opposite. Like my family thinks I'm, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous now. <laughs> mom and dad too. Yeah, no, that's that's where I started with mom and dad. Yeah. Like they were the first ones to tell. Like I was homeschooled when I was a little kid. Okay. Um, so they're already kind of alternative then. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like my whole life they were just some fucking conservative weirdos. <laughs> but now they're alternative. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah, they're well, fighting yeah. against the status quo. Before they were just some Christian people that thought yeah. that uh, maybe Kim Kardashian wasn't the best role model for all their kids, you know. And they're like, "Hey, Jonathan, maybe you shouldn't be watching MTV, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that stuff is crazy. Maybe that stuff is wrong." And you know what? I hated them for it at the time, but now I know that they were fucking right. Yeah, <laughs> they had it pegged yeah a long time ago like hey these motherfuckers are worshiping the devil like whatever crazy parents hey crazy parents remember how you're talking about how everybody was worshiping the devil <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so you, you were right <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's definitely a blessing and a curse maybe it seemed like a curse at some points i mean i know i have uh I have some close friends who are very Christian to the point where they believe in uh, flat earth, 
which I don't personally believe in flat earth, but I respect them and that whatever. Oh, well, Chandy, can you kick Mark, please, up there? <laughs> Get him out of here. What shape earth are you, Mark? Are you official story shape? What What's your are you? What's your thoughts of the realm? It's a globe. I'm hollow earth. I I think Me I too. think. How I does think, that work? I think hollow hollow what earth? I think it's round. Hollow flat earth. Hollow. No, globe it's round. Earth? I think it's round, but I think there's definitely a lot of lies going on as far as space. Are we flying through space at, at uh, 180,000 miles per hour? No, I don't think that's true. Because why would the stars all be in the same spot all the time if we were? Why wouldn't stuff move? Remember that one time you were driving in your car and you slowed down and you spilled coffee all over your nuts? <laughs> so we're in a elliptical orbit around the sun and we speed up and slow down by thousands of miles per hour all the time but you don't spill coffee on your nuts you know you can stack up some fucking rocks and they don't fall over <laughs> how did I mean? this become you debating me about father <laughs> because i want to know i want to know more about your christian parents because Bro, i think it's a uh, concave earth i think we're sucked to the you know, like that ride in the fair where you spin around and you stick to the wall. Yeah, like, I think that's what it is. That's like gravity. The game and Halo. Oh man, we got to come back and do a whole nother episode hey, on this. Mark, before. can you delete Jameson off the screen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's been practicing that. Don't Never give him mind. too much credit. He's he's done got that. this. He figured it out. He's done he that. To leave himself off the screen. Five episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think it's flat either. I just think that that the flat people have really looked into it. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and well, they have a lot to say. Well, my point is, is like with with my friends who are very Christian, they're willing to go as far as like, okay, the government's doing satanic pedophile stuff. Like they're believing that, which is crazy to most people, right? That to the average person, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. Whereas they are with me there but then this is the part where i had a problem with folks like this is is if i try to tell them that there's some merit to anything other than christianity like a cult or buddhism or zen or have you tried telling them that all the buildings were melted red bricks <laughs> yeah right jeez that's a bomb. <laughs> tartaria oh. <laughs> So there's there's just this like double-edged sword where sometimes people can be so open-minded to the things that, that matter and, and are beneficial to you, but then at the same time, close-minded to some of the more deeper strokes. Do your parents have that kind of like superstitious side where they're like, oh no, all the occult is bad, even meditation. Yeah, dude, my dad watches CNN and Fox, so he's okay. got the whole picture. Cool. So you got yeah. a, you got a well-balanced... Yeah. thing going on i mean they're woke yeah <laughs> okay i mean the idiocalypse i i could see why you're kind of like rebelling against the perfection that you have going yeah. on they don't watch my show <laughs> people don't watch your show my parents oh they don't watch it yeah they tried a couple times they really did oh cheney how but about they, you they still believe in dinosaurs so we can't have that <laughs> Um, does, does your family think you're crazy, Cheney? I don't think so. I think no. they all are. I think there was a time in probably like February that they were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think maybe there has been times in the past few weeks 
where they're like, who in the fuck is this person? <laughs> Cause I feel like I am so different than who I was a year ago. Um, so yeah, I think they partially think I'm really crazy. And then they also think I know more than them. So they listen to me and respect my opinion and okay. Yeah. So not well, too crazy. Well, for, for a little background on my me, friends think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, not only does my family think I'm crazy, but my friends' families think I'm crazy. Every time I like go to pick up Jay or Adam, they're like, who's that guy who constantly has pot smoke fuming out of his windows? When my he comes doesn't to- think yeah. that. Tell oh, him it's my. your mom. <laughs> What's that? Tell him it's your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jay's mom was at the uh, DC rally uh, on the 6th, right, Jay? You want to add uh, something to the conversation there, bud? Yeah, but she technically wasn't there. Why? Yeah. That's what because... I would say, too, if I was a domestic terrorist. <laughs> Because she took the day off, so <laughs> gotcha. It's, com- it's confidential, but yeah, from her, from her reports, it was uh, pretty peaceful. <laughs> yeah, Cheney, did you say that uh, you had the same experience, even though you weren't also there? Um, I don't mind saying I'm. I was there. My face was totally out, and because I'm not a masker, and I still can't believe this. Uh, the whatever reality that the media is selling, I'm not, I'm still not taking part in that reality. So um, yeah, I was totally there. I went all the way. I didn't go inside, but I went on the Capitol grounds. 98% of the day was the most peaceful, fun, amazing, like love fest. And then it was like we unknowingly walked onto a movie set. That That's is what, what I, I like heard. Happened. And honestly, we've been watching that day. I was kind of concerned. So we were watching like 12 different live streams for eight plus hours. And like everything was fine. Me and Adam were watching the entire thing. Like we don't know what any. We watched all the lies unfold. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's like 2,000 hours worth of watching if you're watching eight live streams. For, right, exactly. That's a, lot, that's a lot of hours. I had many angles. Yeah. It was scary, and there was a lot of people, I feel like, in big harm's way. I believe that somehow, like, dumb, like, for real, like, they corralled sheep, and the sheep thwarted a 9-11. I don't know how it happened, but something bigger was going to be sold to the American public. And we just dumbly walked onto the movie set. So their smoke bombs and their flash grenades, whatever they were throwing, wasn't any, they were putting real tear gas on us and maybe real pepper spray, but all the flash booms and different color smoke was such theater. And you did have to overcome levels of your own fear. And you really had to question like, holy shit, am I going to die here today? But once you got past each layer, it was like walking through a haunted house. Mm. Yeah. And isn't that kind of telling towards what their goal really is with all this what I would call theater is to stroke fear and stoke fear in, in the, the hearts and minds of people so that we never get in touch with our true 
spiritual selves long who's, enough to make a spiritual decision, you know, Jonathan? That's what it seems, you know, like I, I feel like that it just keeps getting crazier and crazier outside. And is it like now we have to go fight, you know, like a fight, like I go punch everybody with a mask on just because <laughs> I disagree with them because I want to. I really do. Every time I see one, I'm like, I just want to punch you. Yeah, well, we'd have a lot of people to punch up where we live. It's a lot of fucking people to punch. That's where I'm at with it. It's like, okay, so here we are now, you know, like this whole COVID thing has taken seat. It exists around us no matter what. So I don't know. Like, I think, I hope, I feel like we're being pushed into like a spiritual battle of this whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's maybe a cop out, but I really think it's just like, okay, so you can't change the world around you, but you can change your inside place where you like control all this stuff that happens. I Absolutely. Like, I, I don't think that's a cop out at all. I think that the, the, the whole thing hinges on the spiritual element because they understand that our power as human beings and as a whole united together is spiritual we're connected spiritually i'm sure cheney you felt a sort of kinship or maybe even a psychic kind of feeling for who was and who wasn't on your side you know that day you can kind of feel them out when you're in the crowd people tend to get me i hate crowds i'm too sensitive for crowds i kind of when i'm over i get a little overwhelmed you know even though i'm i can see over the heads of most people but yeah it, it it is kind of it hinges on that and um the whole psyop the whole deception is that we live adam in- shut the fuck up dude he's trying to talk yeah adam yeah. mute yourself okay. <laughs> and, you know the whole thing hinges on the spirituality of it because are the- you empathic mark is that I, why yes. you don't like crowds I don't know. I mean, I've always felt like uh, if I am empathic, it's not towards like one. It's not in a one on one situation like I've never maybe I don't know. I never I I never make those kind of claims, but I, I possibly am. I think it's that human beings most of the time were never meant to be in these situations like a Costco. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) the, the. everybody all out for the same goal or whatever like you you used to be this person that would deal with like five people at once maybe at a time and you're you're good at that and you're able yeah. to do that and that's where you shine and um we're losing that you know like we're piece by piece becoming this part of this greater thing and now congress and the senate can no longer use like gender specific words and so now we're even farther apart from being real, you know, like we're just like this nebulous cloud of existence that we talk about in vague words. And Yeah. And it, it's, it's startling how real the world can be when you just take your phone, leave it in your car and go for a walk in the woods. I'll give you guys an example. Just this week, I drove up maybe 50 miles from my house into the northern part of the state where it's real wild uh, to a part where you even lose service. So I, even if I had my phone, it wouldn't have mattered. So I was, yeah, walking. that's where you did your podcast from the first time you ever came on. With us. 
<laughs> I remember much. that place. <laughs> pretty much. So I walked down this trail and about 10 feet down the trail, no kidding, uh, I sent Jay the picture, is an owl right to my right, right at eye level, looking right back at me. And, you know, I was filled with all kinds of thoughts, like, what am I going to do? Why am I even wa walking in the woods? And then I just see this owl. And to me, that's an omen, you know, and to me, what that says is that <clears throat> I got to take a picture of this for Instagram. <laughs> well, I didn't put it on Instagram. I sent it to Jay, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely an omen, you know, and maybe I shouldn't have taken a picture of it. Thanks for pointing that out, Jonathan. No, dude, I do the same shit. I'm saying that because I'm the same motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, but do you not think that maybe this is going to turn into a question for you guys? What what do you think um, the last time you've really connected with nature was in a way like that? Because to me, I, I really feel like that owl was speaking to me something that day when I walked out to what that is. I don't know yet. It's only been a few days. So but what do you guys think? You have something that you did this uh, 2020, past 2020 in the- in I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go first and I'm gonna say that I think that's beautiful. And I do realize that there's something about our energy together, Mark, where I feel the need to just like interrupt whatever the fuck you're doing. I, it happened like three times in this one conversation. And I like something about our energies mixing together. Like, like, oh no, you can't do that. And I broke it and I don't know why, like I didn't make that conscious decision, but it happened over and over again so i want to start there and, and i live in nature and i like organize my whole life around nature and like i feel like that's the center of everything you know like everything we're doing out here with computers and graphics cards and virtual reality and banks and money and everything that you can think of that isn't us surviving is a direct relationship with nature, you know, like all the like all the precious metals and everything that you could ever think of comes directly from nature. And so I think that that's the whole goal of forcing us into cities, you know, and like getting us all grouped together and bl blanketing out the real sky with lights so that we're no longer connected to the sky clock and to the seasons and to the earth and to the language of plants and animals and the, the stuff that just permeates our being because that's where we came from you know like that's who we are naturally is just like this hyper connected being with everything but we live in these very segregated places that control every input and output and so we live like you know like those copper wires running through my whole house and you know everything else is trapped in an electromagnetic box but that doesn't exist in these places like you're talking about, like old growth forest and, you know, like these faraway places where we're not there yet. So that's that's what I think. I think that human beings are way high and above the life that we're living now. And uh, it's right there waiting for us to go back to. What was your last experience with nature, though? Me? Yeah, that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday I drove I drove through uh four hours of jungle you know like I have all these trees and I, I live there like I see iguanas and snakes and 
um, eagles and serpents and alligators. And I don't know, I'm surrounded by it. Oh my God. And you're in Florida, Cheney. So you get some, some wild creatures there too, huh? Jeez. Yes. Um, it's pretty swampy as well. Uh, I sat on the beach today. I was lucky enough to be able to sit on the beach and it was beautiful and blue and I can look at both perspectives. I could sit there and see the flat earth, like, oh, the vision, it just fades out like a hallway or like a far off distant point. Um, but I can also feel myself like sitting on the cap of a globe floating through infinity um, because you can see everywhere around you. Florida has this real beautiful, there's no mountains or hills or anything. So you can see almost like a perfect circle or at least half of it etched around you as far as the no beach. Trees? Um, not around the coastline or there is far, far back, you know, by the road, but yeah. not by the coast. You can at least see a half a moon yeah. shape of a circle around you. Um, and then the sand, this is where red bricks aren't everywhere. I look when I pick up the sand in my hand, it is, it fractalizes like the, every single shell just get smaller versions of that shell and smaller versions of that shell and smaller versions of that shell and smaller until it's just tiny and so small that even if you take your wet fingertip and touch it, the pieces that you see are the shells. Yeah. Like, so, Yeah. I don't know. Florida's pretty spectacular. And that's just the one small beach and the sand changes the entire way around the coast and it turns every kind of color. You can find different kinds of shark teeth, animal, coral, and then that's not the swamp. And that's not all the other great things. That was just the beach today, but yeah. yeah. Well, on owls, have you guys heard of Mike Clellan before? Have you ever looked into any of the, the interesting connections between owls and UFOs? No, curious, no. but I know the alien thing that people say that the owls look like grays wow. the white owls that's the only thing i know about the connection i've heard about the connection to the so world asian organization <laughs> i am this is getting way too racist of a podcast for me <laughs> well i was gonna just kidding say, just kidding i was gonna say adam but you guys don't know he's asian so <laughs> Right, Adam? It's, it's racist to him not to tell us. Yeah, Adam. What? Yes, sir. <laughs> He's, uh, Adam is. He, he was busy doing math and making money on Bitcoin. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Jay actually has some money in Bitcoin. Driving well. Do you guys have any money in Bitcoin? What do you think of crypto? Uh, no, zero I money in Bitcoin. Crypto. I have all my money in mangoes. You guys got money in mango trees? That's dope. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm against cryptocurrency. I think cryptocurrency is the one world. I think Bitcoin is the one world currency. They're never going to tell you it's the one world currency. And yeah. every single one of your rights, you are going to give them away willingly. You are never going to have forced, like, as long as they keep holding the golden carrot in front of you of forcing you to do something, people will slowly get chipped away and all their rights will be given away. Uh, cryptocurrency. And I think Bitcoin, even everyone that says it's going to go by the wayside and all these other Bitcoins, why Microsoft? 
Microsoft's making their own or Facebook's making their own, those same people or the people that own those people all own Bitcoin. So yeah. I just think get away from Bitcoin, get precious metals, precious metals, precious metals. The reason you want precious metals is because they're conductive. They're always going to be conductive. So get conductive <laughs> metals. Energy's real. It's important and it matters for their bullshit technology and it matters for our magic. I don't know what that on. means yet, but I think it's real. You should go on Sam's new podcast, Cash Daddies. <laughs> podcast number eight. Yeah. You just be like, listen, Sam, precious metals conduct energy, just like like the uh, people that go on the news, like, yeah, bye, bye, bye. They're actually usable. <laughs> they've always been precious because they've always been conductive. Yeah. There's a reason for it. There's a reason. And then their other thing, I too, I like when you, if you look up the ancient Egyptian gods that they say all the all their blood was made of gold and so i always have this like extra esoteric conspiracy of like they're just gathering all the gold so they can put the gods back together the <laughs> so, gold is in their blood hold on are you sure about that i've heard I something think so similar. i could be totally making that up so that on, could be from a comic book or it could be from manly p hall it could be from, for, i probably read it at 4 a.m is it from ancient aliens I'm not an ancient alien. As ancient person. alien theorists believe. Because <laughs> on ancient aliens, they had um, a theory. And I'm sure it's not exclusive to ancient aliens. They just grab a bunch of stuff and put it together. But uh, they were saying something similar, that the Anunnaki, so to speak, needed uh, gold for their planet's atmosphere because something or other in their atmosphere uh, was different and it required gold to keep their civilization going so that's gold is a deflector of heat no egyptian gods what is it uh raw uh what are they what well some people the three egyptian gods yeah that's why i said raw dragon of raw and thoth raw and l no wait well Here's the thing, Cheney. To the ancient aliens people, those gods are Anunnaki. I don't think that, but Anunnaki would be a uh, probably catch-all term for those gods. But what about to not the ancient aliens people? Don't they think their blood is made of gold? Like to the his, real history of the Egyptian people and that being their gods? I don't know. Maybe what not. You, so here's Maybe my Google theory. It. Young Jamie... I think Adam actually is kind of like the Jamie of the show. He does search things when it's necessary. That's why we don't pay him. That's yeah, (laughs) he's helpful. But um, so ancient aliens, I kind of think they're pushing the narrative forward to keep the physical atheism, anti-spiritual thing in there by calling all this ancient megalithic stuff aliens and not humans yeah. what are you guys thoughts on that what do you think you think aliens are real you think they're bogus you think it's project Bluebeam? what's your overall conspiracy opinion on aliens after this i year? like like jamie think that everything is um, humans you know like maybe there's aliens but it seems like we've had the same capacity of thought for a very long time you know mm. And so if we can build this civilization now, then like how long ago was the Industrial Revolution started? Like 200 years. So how long have we had a uh, cerebral cortex size? You know, like 200,000 years. So how many 200 years can you fit inside of that span of time? Like 700, 
or 7,000 or something like that. A lot, a lot of industrial revolutions you can fit inside, inside that time span, you know, and we have, and we're uh, finding out that the timeline keeps getting pushed back even further. I mean, with Globecki Tepe being the oldest monument. I, I think it's the 200 years thing, you know, like every 200 yeah. years we can build an advanced society. So like Gobekli Tepe was an advanced society. Like but we, we talk about the Incas a lot in, in Peru, but the Inca existed for 100 years or 200 years or something like that. And all they did was come set a lot of bricks on top of something that was already there. Because it's very obvious that whatever their building techniques were, it wasn't as good as the people whom they were building on top of, you know. So that's the same thing over and over and over again. Like we see this evidence of a society that existed, like um, whether it's Gobekli Tepe or Pumapunku or all these other places, that uh, these blocks were fucking big, and there's no way they moved this stuff around without like anti gravity or some kind of sound devices or some or like they had some kind of advanced polymer concrete that they used to pour all these blocks in exactly this shape or whatever it was, for sure. It wasn't what we have today, and it wasn't this like, let's let's build a bunch of subdivisions out of pine wood and treat it with chemicals, because whatever that is is going to be completely wiped out by whatever the event that keeps coming that destroys everything. So none of this stuff is going to exist anymore. The pyramids of Giza are still going to be standing after everything that this civilization has built is completely melted to the ground and wiped out and the pyramids are still going to be there so like there's going to be a whole another civilization is going to be like oh wow these pyramids must be 3,000 years old and what's all this plastic shit everywhere I don't know you know we don't we don't build I think five like witches um, made it why they were wasted on wine and um, a couple of maybe hundreds of men watched from the woods shivering and they were like we, were we have to burn them at the stake <laughs> so it's a very uh, female-centric <laughs> view of history i'm Wait. sorry we are the only ones with secret societies that have never been written about oh <laughs> cheney truth bombs well, tell the us about the feminine secret, secret societies that's why they're secret. secret you can't talk to anybody wow Men, men will never know. <laughs> Every time we tell you guys, it's like some weird story written about like, oh, the bread was bad. Well, why don't you and Whitney Webb and Amy says what the fuck and my Maria 77 all do a swap cast where you talk about it and release it for us guys to listen. Chaney, I promise shaking. if I could punch him, I would. Can I tell you something today when, if every, when everyone asks, let's just say. <laughs> on like the 19th everyone's arrested like let's say everything like the fantastical ending to the movie that no one can imagine yeah, happens if people ask me february 1st like whoa 2021's been so crazy what's the craziest thing that's happened to you so far this year i would say i saw my maria 777 today <laughs> <laughs> seven seven <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. taking. <laughs> he's got, That's he's I got a She's <laughs> carrying the uh, the anonymity torch that you dropped. Yeah, I love it though. I um, think it adds. I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting it. 
And um, I'm an auditory person. So I'm like, oh, the it was so close to the image I had created in my brain of you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is a privilege. I've I've seen her too myself. Uh, she offered Jonathan and I the first time she came on our show. And we were like, nah, just because we didn't feel like our chat could see her too. And we were feeling this like, um, you know, kin I still with haven't seen her. You seen her today? Yeah, today. Because I kind of was like, don't ever show me. Like, but so it's just kind of funny. Like we, you know, chit chat here and there. And I'm like, don't, and I always call her a different name. So is she as beautiful as we believed. Yes. I would say so. Yeah. I the world will never know, but us podcasters will. So, but actually, you, you know, start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you want to see my Maria start a podcast. Seems like everybody is Adam, Adam and Jay were going to start their own podcast after I fired them last week, but yeah. I, quick, I quickly rehired, rehired them. them. He, he, he fires us every day. My family's owns paper company. Yeah, bro, you're fired. That smells like farts. <laughs> you're fired. Adam, you're fired. Dude. No, he's like, he'll wake up he'll wake, every morning. Jay, you're fired. Adam, <laughs> you're fired. He'll like, but Mark, and then Mark's like, all right. You know what? You I got way Donald over Trump my hand. head. <laughs> you guys think Joe Biden yeah, is crazy. bad. Wait till you work for Mark. <laughs> That's Mark, a mischaracterization. Yeah, you, Jay, Are you touchy feely, Mark? You're real touchy feely with them. <laughs> Jay's a Jay, Jay's a one horse pony. All right, he's a real oh, one horse pony. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so you see, that's why they that's why they're mutinying against you. Like him and him and Adam have a, a WhatsApp channel. Where you should have heard. Other, I sieged. I sieged the podcast last night. Actually. Oh shit! I Insurrection. I. I, I committed it. I sieged the podcast and I had majority vote to become the host while Mark was lagging. And uh, right. yeah. How did that work out? All the media said it Short-lived. was fake Facebook. news. <laughs> fake news. Short lived and it was started by Antifa protesters, aka yeah. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Adam is QAnon. Yeah. He hacked me. So I got another question for you guys. Sure. Have you yes. ever have you ever had a paranormal encounter that could be Bigfoot, aliens, a crazy psychedelic trip where you saw an entity? Have you ever had an extra dimensional check? Check. check. No, I'm just encounter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I got excited because I love hearing these stories. Yes. No. Maybe so. I've never seen a Yeti or a Sasquatch. Okay. But I work with around a lot of nephilims on podcasting. So that's, there seems to be a lot of very tall men in podcasting over like 6'5 or something. Who? Me? You, Jonathan, how Alex Jonathan? Stein. Jonathan, how tall are you, bud? Seven feet. No, you're not. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm 197 centimeters tall. He is Bigfoot. What is that? European? Give me your American height. Everybody but American. I'm I'm six five. Okay. All right. See, Pretty that's tall. that's formidable. We can't tell because you're always like this on the camera. I don't know if if you notice, but your your chin. Oh, there we go. Now he's sitting <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> okay, be careful. <laughs> Whoa, he doesn't have pants on, folks. <laughs> no, I'm wearing pants. I'm not pants, but shorts. Okay. He's this, got is my, this is called the Kawama. It's <laughs> a very large beer that you can exchange for another beer of the same size, full of beer when it's empty. Really? Wow. So That's now we're learning Spanish too. It's a Kawama. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. They ask a question. So wait, but no, Jonathan no. has an answer. Can we kick Jamie out? I want to. I want to ask a question. J yeah, uh, Jonathan didn't even answer the question I asked him yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Fair. Fair. So, so yeah, you can ask ask a question after I answer this question <laughs> that he's about to ask. Uh, have you ever had a paranormal or supernatural encounter, Jonathan? The first time I ever smoked 5-MeO DMT, um, I smoked it like I was just smoking regular old DMT, which means that you take three large hits. You know, when you smoke like a synthesized DMT, you take a inhale and blow it out and do it again, do it again. And I did that with 5-MeO DMT, which comes straight off the back of this fucking toad in the Sonoran Desert. It was very strong. And um, I had a bunch of people around me and I just smoked it and I just took off running. And in my mind, I was like running through the galaxy. Like I had this bridge that took me up, you know, and I just ran through the stars and stuff. But really, I was just dodging under buildings and doing all this stuff. And I ran and I knew that there was some kind of like ritual that I was supposed to perform to like connect my soul back to my body. But I didn't know what the ritual was. So I was just like putting sticks on the ground and like trying to roll rocks together and make some kind of shape or something. But I knew that something had to happen. And then this uh, golden Buddha, like he was literally like the kind of chubby Buddha that you see, like came down to me and was like, it's all in the middle, John. It's in, it's in the center. Like you can fight one side and you can fight the other, but the answer is in in the center, and you just got to go back to the middle, and everything's going to be fine in the middle. So that was my um, like connection with an otherworldly being, you know, like who came down and and reorganized my thought processes and, and told me what I was supposed to do. Wow! And it worked. Yeah. Was there was there like a, a particular circumstance you were in at that point in time that you think that that was a direct response to or was that just more of a in general uh life advice in that moment i think that it was like i i was in a place that i was using like a lot of ayahuasca and a lot of medicine and things and it was um advice to like um, i don't know like don't get carried away in any direction you know, like the yeah. same thing now, like don't get too emotional about anything. Like if everything is God, then um, everything that's happened is the exact perfect thing that's going to happen. And here we are right now. And you just have to stay there without polarizing to one side or the other. Fantastic. Jameson yeah. P, you had a question for our guests? Yeah, I just had a question uh, for Jonathan. I'm just curious as to what what brought you to mexico if you uh didn't live there your whole life or you seem like you're an american what's, jonathan what's the background behind that i um 
got fired from the oil field, which is the job I went to when I was 17 years old. I got a, a brother-in-law into this company and I was like deep shore, offshore oil drilling wells and stuff. And I lost that job because I failed a bunch of drug tests. And um, I w had a piece of land. So I was like trying to figure out like what way I could make the land more valuable, you know, like sheep or goats or farming or aquaponics or whatever it was. So I realized that there was this whole community out there called like woofers is one name for it. And like, um, I used the uh, now defunct company called Grow Foods and I found a, a project in Mexico and I chose it because it was called Rancho San Antonio. And I was like from San Antonio, like nearby. So like, hey, that's the same thing. So I picked that one and I um, joined this project to like build greenhouses and make um, vegetable gardens and all this stuff on this place that was set up. And I got there and like the first conversation we had was about psychedelic mushrooms. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because that's like my favorite thing. You know, I love psychedelics. And the guy that was running the project was a member of the Santa Daime Church and they did ayahuasca on a regular basis. And so I was like, flew to Mexico with this idea in my mind of like sombreros and donkeys and like tumbleweeds and desert and like drug dealers, like all this Mexico stuff. And I arrived and it's like mountains and forest and psychedelics and ancient tribes still speaking the language that the, before the Spanish arrived and like this whole like in-depth culture thing. And I feel like I was directly brought here by psychedelics, you know, like, I was reading about them and, and loving them and doing them. And then I came here and like the guy that brought me to this place through some random internet site was also a member of a church that used ayahuasca on a regular basis and does trips to the desert to do peyote and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I'm home. You know, like <laughs> this is my kind of people. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was wondering how you got down there. I didn't, uh, I couldn't tell, you know, you, you look pretty pale. Do you get sunburn when you're there? I'm on the beach, dude. I, I spend most of the time in the sun. It's just that I don't have the proper shading on my lighting. It's just like some random LED bulb that I, I angle the lampshade so that it aims at my face and it just shines on me. But I don't oh, know. So it's, I just, think... it's just a studio problem. Studio problem. I was going to say, I think after Mark gave me that book, um, the Don Juan book, I've been very interested in Carlos Castaneda. What is yeah. hiding in Mexico, dude? What's hiding in Mexico, you know? All of it. That's uh, crazy. The whole universe. <laughs> Have you read any of his work, Carlos Castaneda, yeah. Jonathan? I read all of it. What do you think? Because I've heard that that was like a total psyop. Like people paid him to go down there and do that. It is, I think. I think yeah. that it, it was like a Western interpretation of all the shit that's been happening here for millennia and millennia, millennia. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. like oh, first of all, we burn all the Mayan codices. Let's get rid of, like, we're going to deface all the pyramids and all the hieroglyphs. And then we're going to send this guy down and be like, this is what these people were talking about. But he has a lot of, of points, you know, like he talks a lot about the detura. You know, and it's this really super powerful hallucinogen, but it's super poisonous. And he doesn't talk anything about psilocybin or, or um, 
ayahuasca or DMT or any of the stuff that's everywhere in Mexico. You know, he just picks this really poisonous plant that I think that um, some cultures used, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I think that it was a distortion of the reality for sure. Yeah, I I got really, me and Mark used to work for a bakery and we uh, drove a lot in vans. So I got super into like reading or listening to the audiobooks of Carlos and you definitely get like that vibe after like the second book that yeah. there's something deeper to what is go like what he's talking about or like the reason behind why he's talking about it go eat peyote bro because that's the reason behind what he's talking about that's the whole <laughs> thing like as soon as you go into the middle of the desert and eat a bunch of peyote cactuses you're like okay fuck books you know like i understand that you're trying to explain this really weird like uh, extra sensory reality and stuff and he does a good job and he does like i think his up. problem was he exactly that jonathan is that as a classically trained anthropologist he didn't take psychedelics and he didn't look at it from that angle and his work does kind of come off as kind of academic in a sense uh, I, I do think that that book changed my life i think some of the the problems it gave me when reading it were like just the whole thing of him sitting on the porch and trying to find that special place where Don Juan told him he would have the power. And then like the revelation that came over him when he realized that it wasn't any particular spot, you know, or whatever it was <laughs> kind of lost the whole meaning of it. But I remember at, a, at that time it was important to me, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that you bring up the Detura thing because I think that that and Jimson weed uh, were, are two psychedelics in America that have been used by the native people without really a lot of clarification and salvia too. I mean, there was this whole salvia craze in the mid, what was it like two thousands or, or late? Yeah. But that was like a smoking of a concentrated salvia substract. But salvia divinorum is a plant that grows everywhere in Oaxaca, which is the same place that the psychedelic mushroom cult that yeah. Gordon Wasson and like the whole spark that started the hippie movement started in Oaxaca. Yeah. This place that they use salvia divinorum. And, that, and when you smoke it, you just trip balls. But when you take the dried leaves and put them under your lip and like use them, then you divine things. That's why it's called salvia divinorum. Like you have this contact, but gringos just abused it and turned it in this, like we did the same thing with cocaine, you know? Yeah. Have you ever smoked the uh, organic form of it, the natural form of it? Yeah, I've chewed it. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. You chew dried leaves. And okay. it's the same thing, but like, it's the difference between smoking DMT and having this explosion or, or taking ayahuasca and having this experience that's the same thing, but now four hours instead of, you know, 15 minutes of craziness. Yeah. Now, have you ever met anyone like Don Juan, a type of, uh, what, what was the word? They didn't call him a, a warlock or a sorcerer. It was, they said shaman. No, I know the word shaman, Jay. Come on now. I'm, I'm not... just saying that's the word they said in the book all the time. Yeah, I know, but they, then there's another word that they used that was more obscure. And it there's, there's... Oh, I... 
there's a lot of those like there's a lot of these people and and i think that the last 1000 years has been a war against these people you know whether gotcha. it's the romans burning at the stake of the witches or mm. you know like all of this whole thing has been to get rid of these people who are um like a three percent of the population you know like these shamans and these warlocks and these wizards are born with these extrasensory capabilities naturally and it happens all the time like now you had six kids one of them is probably going to be one of these type of people is there is there uh that same sort of reclusiveness to these types that you've experienced or encountered that don juan kind of had that like you know obviously some people say the book is fiction but i tend to think it's non-fiction and uh he was very reclusive right he never he didn't really want to be teaching carlos anything you know he didn't want to have a student there's an entire tribe mark yeah there's a whole entire tribe called the uh, we shattered them the Wichola Indians, the ones that have been doing peyote for um, thousands of years. And 50 years before the Spanish arrived, the peyote told them like, hey, motherfuckers, it's time for you guys to start walking. They have their sacred mountain and their sacred valley where they got all their medicine from and all their food and everything figured out. But the peyote told them that this, this deadly wave is coming and unless you leave, you're all going to die. So they left and now they still to this day live poor in the mountains and like fucking cardboard box on those houses and stuff and sell their like beautiful artisan work in whatever nearby cities. But um, they still have their same language, you know, and they still send missionaries there to uh, civilize them or whatever. And they, and they come and they say like, yeah, we'll go to your church, like whatever, we'll go to your meeting. But you have to come to our meetings first. You have to go to our church first. Like, let's go. We're going to take you into the desert. You're going to eat a bunch of slivers of peyote. And then you're going to take me back and tell me, like, all about your Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> so they're cool still word. there. They're still speaking their language. They still have their religion. They still have all this stuff. You know, they're still here. Like, there's still this nucleus. That's why I love Mexico, because, like, in the Yucatan Peninsula, they're still speaking Mayan languages. Like, it's, it's trilingual. In Cancun is trilingual because everybody speaks English because of all the money. Everybody speaks Spanish because you have to like pay your bills and stuff, but there's still the Mayan language is still taught in schools and stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing in Chiapas and Oaxaca. Like they're, they're still here. Like the last generation of consciousness is still existing. So on this, on in that place. book, I remember there's a particular medicine man, shaman, right, whose power revolved around dancing. And uh, I want to ask you, how much of that is still alive? And, and were, have you ever taken part in anything like it's that? It's called Camino Rojo, and they dance for days. He yeah, was my they favorite. Have the, the drum beats, and like, it's all here, dude. It's still existing, all this stuff. And they're crazy. Like, I feel like those dancing people are the ones that split off from the medicine using people because they ran out of medicine. So they started like these people will put um, strings up in the trees and like put hooks into their backs and stuff and pull themselves up and like stay there for three days without drinking water or, yeah. or anything. It's, not, it's like these shamanic practices is the same thing you know yeah. like you you can do like this extreme stuff and drum like you can drum and dance for three days or hang yourself up in a tree in the sun for three days 
or you could eat a shitload of mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> now, I don't know. I always there's something the about pain though. Like to find, um, yeah. if you've ever like broken something or been in a, it's like to put yourself in that. And then it makes you really have to be present. It's a forced present in every second, yep. even like you really feel every second. So, um, I could see the practice yeah, um, of that for certain I've, tribes. I've broken my collarbone skiing when I was 14 and I broke my wrist when I was like 17. And I got to say that though the first time I completely understand that awareness came to me at that young age. And then the second time breaking my wrist, I had grown so much that I was able to meditate and breathe through that pain, you know, and I think that you're making an excellent point there. I was going to elaborate on what you're saying, Jonathan, because on a recent episode of The Confessionals, they just had uh, a guest who is a uh, Ojibwe Indian, which is a, a type of tribe from uh, like the north uh, center of the country, like the Midwest, northern Midwest, like Minnesota and southern yeah. Canada and all that. And they have a similar ritual which involves pain and, and isolation and, and, and not drinking water or eating food. And then it ends in a sweat lodge. And they said that the military had tried for years and years to stop them from doing this type of practice because every time this tribe had gotten together to do it, there would be an increased activity with UFOs in the area. Oh, shit, these motherfuckers just got superpowers. Kill them. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? Uh, the I think that's been the whole game the whole time. Like we have yeah. superpowers all the time, and it just takes like the certain like amount of uh, uh, ritual setting or set or whatever, just like to understand the stimulus to make them come back on. And so our battle is against all these people who just want to turn all that stuff off mm. about us, but it's like so alive that it's a constant thing you know like if you let somebody slip for a little oh no, this this guy drank ayahuasca three times all of a sudden this telepathy works again you know like it's so close that that they just keep have to like batting it down and bat like whack-a-mole like, <laughs> but but yeah like we have all those powers like we are magic we are superheroes and do absolutely all this yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that's part of why my family thinks I'm crazy because whenever these kind of situations, Name drop. <laughs> these situations where, you know, they're like, oh, we'll just take a Benadryl. I'm like, I don't need medication. I got meditation. You know, that's always been my little rhyme to make it fun. But like, that's the truth. It's like, you don't need medication when you have you know, your mental, spiritual, and physical health in sync, you know. My, my job just asked if uh, the COVID vaccine is offered if I take it. Oh, God. Oh, shit, right now? Like right now, yeah. <laughs> oh, ask, oh. Him, ask him if you can get a double dose. Well, not like right now. Who's delivering it, Domino's? Take his way to your house. <laughs> yeah. it's What's the packets. benefit? What's the benefit of a COVID vaccine? I don't know, but I'm not getting it. You get to take your mask off and go wherever you want, right? Jeez. I said, nope. Do you get hey. Bill Gates travel papers with your COVID vaccine? Do you get like a little special star on an app no. on your phone? No, you see, you get a card. And then after you post a picture on Facebook. You can open your business. You get social media <laughs> validation. 
Oh, um, yeah. But that's you have the to be deal. wearing a mask in the picture. They, <laughs> this is why I need you. This is why I need the Idiocalypse Love Show because I'm never going to put vaccinated in my Tinder profile, Chaney. Don't do is it. Is that a thing? That's what girls are doing now. They're no, putting, you're kidding. They're putting, I've this seen is. That. This yeah, is I've this is it. the new trend to put <laughs> mental health awareness as an interest and vaccinated in the bio. Like, what the f- first of all, what does it mean to be interested in pronouns? She, her. Yeah, have that, you tried uh, uh, the white nationalist app? Just just download the white nationalist app, and there's a lot of really sexy <laughs> girls there, and they don't give a fuck about masks. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, there's still there's some real ones out there. I match with the chick who's a Trump supporter. Shout out. Shout out to Rose, but uh, yeah, there's Doug uh, Rose. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's still some real ones out there. But yeah, Jameson P. I'm sorry, but after that COVID comment, I'm gonna have to forfeit your uh, final. He's question. fired. He's Go fired. ahead, Adam. Do you have a final question for our guest before we wrap things up here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Power Hour? Well, I was gonna. Yes. Well, it kind of had to do with the COVID. Uh, so, uh, in Get him out of here. Would you guys refuse any way, shape, or form to get vaccinated? Yeah, I'm not no. getting vaccinated ever by a government. I won't get even, vaccinated. Even if they're like it's you or your life, I will. I've left a job. Even if it's me and my life, I feel like my free will is the only representation and the attachment of me to God. And I don't care at this point. I have zero fear left in me. I won't kowtow to governments. I won't kowtow to a man. And Come get him, motherfuckers. Yeah, I won't. I haven't taken a vaccine since forced upon me by parents and somewhere. And I don't even know when the last time you have to do that for public education. Seconded. But um, have refused it every other time. I don't want aborted fetal cells in me. I don't want animal. I don't want heavy metals inside of me. All vaccines are bad vaccines. So when people are just arguing about the COVID vaccine, but I've put every flu vaccine, every 60 other vaccines, you're ignorant. It's almost like you're paying attention to the carrot in front of you while the field is on fire behind you. You've already put everything bad in you. So, um, I think you should do research on the vaccines that you've already stuck in your children and stuck in yourself and stop worrying about just COVID. That's what my suggestion is. Okay. Absolutely. How about you, John? No, I'm in the same place. Like I'd rather die and I'd also rather kill everybody else than put a mask on. And I've never worn a mask either. So the vaccine (laughs) is like so far away, like from anything I do. I'm really surprised we still have a YouTube channel. I can't. He's ready to punch people. (laughs) We call it love punching on our show. (laughs) We're helping people. We're spreading awareness. I want to punch other time. Mark right now with that filter. (laughs) What? This is cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> you look like a belly that's what, dancer. That's dude. what Mark always That's what does. I was thinking, belly dancer. <laughs> yeah. So what? Jay, you know, Adam kind of like basically did a COVID question. So let's end this on a, on a well, light. I, 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 just, I was just curious, you know, because I told my parents, I told my parents, I said, hey, am I your beneficiary? And they're like, I think so. All right, continue. Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> I oh, get it. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not that... about the money. <laughs> no, it's not. But I'm just saying, hey, if you're going to go out, like, you know, like, come on. Like, let's, 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 let's set this up now and not do it later, you know? That's a good way to incentivize it, Adam. I mean, let them know how real it is. 
Yeah, they're like, like oh, it's not going to kill you. Him. I'm like, oh, well, we don't know that. It's only been out for how long? As long as the television tells you it's been out. Right. And then when they tell you it's gone, it'll be gone again. And right. then when they tell you you have herd immunity, uh, you'll have it. Yeah. This and vaccine is going to be all right. This and then vaccine, there'll be a new virus, and then everyone will have to get in line for that. But really, it's all the vaccines that are the thing that are making you sick from the new virus they're talking about. Yeah. And this vaccine wasn't made in 2015. It isn't patented by Robert Rothschild. I mean, come on, Adam. What are you, a conspiracy theorist? No. Jay. Jay, let's end this on a light note. Do you have another question for our guests to end this show? Yeah, I have a light Jesus question. <laughs> how do you think this election is going to end? There you go. That's a good question. <laughs> do you let's mean, get light. How do, I, how do we think that? <laughs> let's get uh, light. <laughs> the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy uh, cover up is going to end? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bring some truth bombs, Jeff. Oh, my God. That was light, right? Yeah. That was a late question. <laughs> that was yeah. totally not loaded. You mean how Pizzagate's been? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, God. Well, let's just preface this. I think Trump's going to arrest everybody. I think it's going to happen. I think you should pull the fucking button on the nuke and just nuke the whole country. Let's start over again. Like My, fuck the America. O- the only thing is, the only reason why I think this... It was is, built on slavery, Jamie. There's, there's so many troops in washington dc right now people say it looks like a militarized zone right now like yeah i heard that on the tv too for for what for what i think that it's fun and games like i think we were smoking mirrors at the capitol i think we thwarted something uglier i think that why QAnons have been calling themselves frogs and saying um, the storm's coming, the storm's coming, the storm's coming. All the dum-dums think that was the storm. But in reality, I think all of the quote unquote National Guard is actually quote unquote Special Forces Marines. And I think they are all laying in wait. And I think it is just so funny that if you take the entire Church of Hollywood from Hanks to Gaga, from Beyonce to they're all going to be in one place if you take every dirty politician from obama to romney to the bushes to ellen to every i mean really every single person that we've all listed that isaac cappy died for um they're all going to be in one place and nothing would be more validating to me than trump has every single one of the bills signed that he needs to he has full um rights and full government control i think he has to not be the president and joe biden has to be arrested so the corporation of the united states of america falls if the corporation of the united states of america falls then you no longer are a u.s citizen owned by a corporation you are now a fucking american for the first time that i've ever even heard of such a thing so that's what i think has to happen i think that God really does win. I think we're on a timeline that we're all picked to be here. I think um, it always seems darkest before the dawn. But if you stop believing the TV and just like start looking like you, we have these answers. We're connected to something bigger. We're all connected. I think everything they try to tell us as this is going to be future medical miracles. This is going to be future technological miracles. Nope. That's all the magic that we have. We don't get sick. They make us sick by the food they feed us. We don't need the phones to communicate. We can do pink and chit chat and put like a million words in that split second. We don't need these grunts. So I think that 
all even the selling the future technology is all a psyop to us uh, to try to convince us that we aren't magic. So yeah, Trump wins this time only because we win this time. He is just the reality show magnifying glass to make everybody fucking pay attention. Otherwise, no one's even paying attention to Biden. He's getting away with China and everything that's happened to us for our lifetimes. Hunter smoking so. crack and fucking hoes. We weren't even allowed to talk <laughs> yeah, about that Yeah, look in Bo Biden, too. There is no good Biden. Like, literally. <laughs> there's no such thing as a good Biden. There's no able in the Biden family. So, And he's just one really corrupt family. That's not us talking about the Clintons. That's not us talking about the Obamas. That's not us talking about the Bushes. That's not us going all the way back to Prescott. That's not... It's So it's like the layers of how deep... I think C space I space A is fucking China, everyone. It's China. It's a communist takeover. They tried to do it Welcome to Russia. To World War III, they tried to do it. It's not, this has been a long game. This has been going on for a really long time. It's not a racist thing. Their people are screaming out for help. The Chinese people don't want to be under the dictatorship of this government anymore. So I just think um, it all has to start here. And that capital movie. That was a big, huge spiritual change. Every single person that I've talked to that was there, they were like, I don't know what it was. And they've all told me like I was pulled to it, like I was yeah. called there. And they all had their own spiritual journey. And I mean, we've talked about from everything from a Israeli shafar to an ancient Viking horn. Like people were just there, every religion you can think of praying. It was like good magic versus bad magic, like high fucking magic called all, because the number one thing with magic is intention. You have to have the faith of a child, the same as any religion, the same as any manifestation. So it was all these really pure intentions. I think high wizards used a whole bunch of good intention beings to be there to thwart off some really evil plan that was supposed to go down. And that sounds fucking crazy. And if Jonathan knows me I mean, from November to now, I'm no like, I'm talking about magic. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, just to wrap up that point, my family member who was there said literally the exact same thing. Wow. She texted, what do you she, know? She texted us when she was there. She she seemed like the happiest she's ever been, you know, like that. It, it's I don't know. For real? It's a. Uh, too too real yeah it's too real it's like holy shit and i will tell you guys like i'm all logic i'm all logic i have been my whole life and i went through my whole journey this year where i um i felt like my whole life i've been on my scarecrow journey and then at the beginning of the year i was on my cowardly lion journey I felt like somewhere in the idiocalypse time, I got my Tin Man where I was like, holy fuck my heart. And then at that Capitol, I was, I was Dorothy pulling the curtain away where it was like, I really got to see the man behind the thing. And right now, as I sit full on witch, I'm like, oh shit, there's witches in Oz. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm just like, I think there's God is real. Magic is real. Human beings are going to this like, like uh, synchronicity. The more you start to notice it, the more it shows itself. I think that's magic. And I think magic's a weird word to use because I don't even know what kind of spell casting they've put on that word for us. But it's something, there's something real special with us and everything that our iPhones can do, we can do better. Boom. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm with it. I'm with it. The great reset. 
I'm with it on that. I think the magic point that you just kind of spurted out there towards the end, I would say that what you're really looking at is intention. I mean, intention is powerful. It's thought directed. You didn't have to put the magic connotation and all the baggage that comes along with that because it's intention, you know, and pure intention is magical, you know. So Mark um, loves magic. <laughs> yeah. I think Cheney knows that. And John. <laughs> but we're coming to a close here. Cheney, Jonathan, please tell us and the listeners where they can find you guys, how hey. they can tune in. Yeah, we're the idiocalypse.com. You can go to uh, idiocalypse on Instagram, idiocalypse on YouTube, idiocalypse on Facebook for now. And I spend a lot of time railing against the social media networks and stuff. But then, like, the people I argue against, I was like, so where is your podcast at? Well, it's on YouTube. Well, like, aren't you part of the enemy? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like, I'm on Bitch YouTube and nobody cares. So, yeah, even Vimeo just kicked uh, Isaac Weishop off. So, I don't know if you can trust Vimeo either these days. You can't. You can't trust Discord. You can't trust all these other alternative sites. It's just like, we don't control the internet, you know? It's just like filters set on top of the internet, like Alphabet and Facebook and stuff are these. But really, the all of the cables go through this one place, you know? So whenever they need to, they can clean everything off, just like China did. You yeah. know, China already did that. They cleaned everything they didn't want off. Like Janie, where can hand. China find your uh, social media? Um. I will be on the Idiocalypse if people are into MMA, um, the fight Geist, and they can find me at district underscore of underscore Cheney on Instagram. Cool. And that's changing all the time, but Cheney, C-H-A-N-E-Y, <laughs> if they put my name in, I have bleach blonde hair, I'm a better looking Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> For real, though. Big time. Big time. And uh, you can find Jay Stock at Mighty Tortuga on Spotify. He is the drummer of that awesome band. And uh, Adam, yeah, you could plug them. Adam got a promotion today, guys. He's back to the co-host. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, yeah, just wait, just <laughs> wait, just wait, just wait. My ass is gonna get fired tomorrow. Watch, first thing, 8 a.m. Adam, you're done. You're set. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna text first that says thank you guys for being so great on the podcast last night. Then about five hours later, we'll get something that says, "Oh fuck you guys, you're fired." <laughs> All the time. You hear how how little he had put together at the end. That's how much they have to go off of. Because I never yell at them. I, <laughs> oh, 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 don't you? He mean. couldn't even quote me. How mean am I if he can't even quote me? He, you're so mean that he's afraid. That we, <laughs> I could hear the tremble in his voice. I was like, if I said the wrong thing right now, he's gonna come for me. Well, tune into the Patreon, folks, if you want to see more behind the scenes with just Jay, Adam, and I. We uh, we have a bunch of episodes and some exclusive content, and you can watch a kung fu movie with us and all this other cool stuff. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, Adam, I don't think Adam has anything to plug because he's like the My Maria. Oh, yeah, I'm going to plug uh, – I'm starting a new <laughs> podcast called My Family Doesn't Think I'm Crazy Podcast. Uh, please feel Adam777. <laughs> Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I Don't listen crazy to him. So
follow us on patreon.com slash nftic. That's patreon.com slash nftic.